barely get the whole show started. Raheem just going in on the hat, man. It's like, what is, what is going on? Just like, man, stop with Why do you have this hat on? <laughs> Why are you hating on my hat, man? Lou, Lou. The Russians Lou. are coming, man. The Russians is election time. The Russians it's, Lou. I put on my hat. It's summer in New Orleans, Louisiana. Outside, bro. Look, my house is cold. It stays at 66 degrees. Mind y'all business. Am I in? Why you got your hat on, Raheem? Why you got your hat on? Talk to Jay about his hat. My hat cool. Jay's hat is cool. Look, my your hat, is, hat is authentic, sir. So authentic you, what? You just is you fighting the Russians. Fighting the Russians got to get ready for it. So I got my hat. Where are they? Where are they? We are the band. What, what, what Raheem said was it's authentic. Awesome. We are the band Water Seed, and we do this show every week. It's called Say What? We do. And we thought it would be a good idea because people usually just see us on a stage to kind of get an idea of who we are when we're not on stage, which obvious today is like annoying Lou. So let's see. We're going to start where you're at, Mr. Gentleman Sharp. Say what's happening. What's happening? Then we have Miss Lindsay Morgan-Smith. What's happening, Lindsay? What's up, everybody? Sinise Love, what's going down? It's muted. Hey, what's happening? See, I did it for her. So, okay. Okay. Sinise Love. And then we have dude who, you know, what's your name? Go ahead, man. Oh, oh. so I don't get an introduction. Guys, no, 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 announce no. yourself, Raheem. Announce yourself. I am the great Raheem. Let's talk about this hat. No, no. <laughs> so, um, they're gonna keep dogging this hat the whole time. I'm wearing it. I'm wearing my hat. I ain't worried about y'all. Uh, so today, <laughs> today is episode number 22. So 22 20. whole episodes. So we've been doing this since before uh, COVID. And thank you all. The show is growing every week. We have some surprises coming up for you with the show in the next few weeks. So we're gonna expand it, make it more entertaining, and make more it bigger. Fun. Um, we have some very special guests uh, today, and we had a real interesting show last week. Uh, oh, but before interesting we get into, ain't the word. Before we, <laughs> before we get into that, make sure you check us out at waterseedmusic.com. You can also visit us at Waterseed on Facebook at, and on Instagram, Waterseed Music. That's usually where we hang out. And then we also do Twitter with Waterseed and all the rest of that stuff. So last week, the conversation went on for some time, but we're going to oh. keep it rolling because today we have two special guests. The show is all about relationships, non-traditional relationships, um, and polyamory. So we're going to um, see what happens. We're going to start. We're going to make it really quick because we definitely want to get to our special guests. But we will make it quick. Miss Sinise, you got your crazy question. What you got? Sinise's crazy question. Sinise's crazy question. Oh, well, maybe Sinise. Hear me. Yeah, we got you. What's happening, Sinise? All right, here we go. Hope everybody is well. All right. Um, Would you rather be framed for a murder you didn't commit or frame your best friend for a murder you committed? Oh, that's ugly. Nah. Oh, Oh, my. I know those those just <laughs> can I just plead guilty? I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Set your friend up or take the rap for something that you I did do. I wouldn't oh, take the rap for it. I mean, you know, give me the frame. You know, I'll be framed and then I'll just have to plead my case. That's what I'll do. You know, it's as I, I, I wouldn't be able to deal with having a friend, you know, blaming a friend for a crime. That's kinda that's kinda Lindsay, Lindsay, level. right? Lindsay, write this down. 
because this is another week that me and Lou are agreeing because I would not be able to frame my friend. I can't. Like, that wouldn't sit well on my conscience at all. Like, at all. So I would have to fight my case like Lou, yeah. What, what I'm going to start keeping, like, strict tally of when you guys agree. You should. I am. So which doesn't happen often. So what you got, Lindsay? Man, that's a tough one. Cause you know, there's some people I'd definitely <laughs> kill if I could. <laughs> oh, Lindsay! Oh my God! There's a whole different side to Lindsay. Obviously, none of us. <laughs> it comes so a little nice. more, I comes am. more and more of it comes out every week. <laughs> there <laughs> are there's some people that I would just be okay with doing the purge too. Oh, that's not the question. That's not the question. So we got But I love I really love my friends, so I'd rather be framed. All right. Frame her up. Hang her on the wall. Jay Sharp, what you got, gentlemen? <laughs> well, this is a strange question. But luckily for me, my best friend is insane. So I think I could probably put the charge on my best friend and then get him off on an insanity plea. Yes. Oh, that's decent. I that's need decent. a bestie like that. That's that's you. Hey. So you so we talking about a real folly. You was just hey, you become folly. bestie. You know who you are. Folly. Hey, you become my folly? favorite more and more, man. Like more and more. What? Uh, right? Not not you, Lindsay. I'm not talking about you. But you what? said he's becoming your We're not even talking about that. What you talking so, about, Liz? We, so <laughs> I want to move on to another quick segment. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm just going to say for myself, I probably would take the rap as well. So. Oh, okay. You take the rap. Okay, so Jay's the one that's like he's getting a folly. Just say uh, Carol Baskin did it. There you go. Carol Baskin. There you go. No, she would definitely get off. No one, <laughs> no one would argue. Good one. <laughs> so last week, I, you know, this week is special, especially in New Orleans. A lot of people have turned to homeschooling now. It's the first day and everybody's losing their minds with everybody has these kids stories. And I've heard from some teachers as well saying, man, these parents are crazy. And, you know, I've heard somebody today talking about some issues. But in, in the midst of all of the craziness, uh, big shout out to the teachers, to the parents doing it right, not walking around in their underclothes and cussing out the teachers online. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's a challenge, but I feel like the people who have always been homeschooling are like, you know, sipping tea, like, whatever, this is, this is what we do. So I'm not even worried about it um, it's a whole different beast though because the people who have been homeschooling also have teachers that have been teaching students from home when you're used to dealing with it in the classroom and then you have to convert to the online mechanism it's completely different so it's like it's it's an adjustment for everybody and i'm letting y'all know now we are not okay <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is from Lindsay herself, the homeschool extraordinaire, at least teaching from home extraordinaire as of late since last year. Uh, here it is. Have fun, Lindsay. <laughs> I'm so I sorry, not, Lindsay. <laughs> I do not envy you with this. It's, it is what it is. <laughs> um, so this week, uh, last week, we had a very interesting conversation about uh, women and sexuality and having the ability. You is know, that what the conversation was about? Well, you know, is that what it was? 
I couldn't Ultim- tell. Ultimately, ultimately, it was a conversation about uh, a quasi limit, a women's lib kind of conversation about um, women having freedom to uh, express themselves however they choose to ex- express themselves around, of course, the topic of WAP, which Cardi B released. Wow. We had some interesting. Number one uh, on the billboard. Interesting conversation about it. And it was, uh, you know. Uh, it was interesting. Is this, this, is this, this Cardi week, B's fourth number one billboard? I mean, I'm, I'm actually not a Cardi B fan, but I'm, I'm not either. But I am at it. Still awesome to say. I love her. Still awesome to say. I am mad about it. So the most important thing that <laughs> I think we got out of the conversation was the idea that you know if women are going through some type of sexual liberation or something like that i mean you know they have a right to and they're just doing what men have done for years so this week we we thought we would deep dig deep into a subject that seems to be becoming very popular in the african-american the the brown and black communities we is not we we've talked kind of talked about it last week it's not new it's been here it's just now it's it's uh, maybe becoming a societal norm and people are kind of losing their mind about it, but the community is becoming much bigger. So um, this is a conversation we like to invite Counselor Marlon and let me see if I can uh, oh, here, Marlon. Yeah. I think you can unmute there. He's coming in and just wait for him to start his video. There he is. Hey, what's happening, man? Hey. hey. What's going on? That's our counselor. And also, uh, we have a special guest, Miss Heather. Uh, is it, is it, do we, we're going to call her Heather. Uh, I don't know if she wants to use her last name, but I'm pretty sure she'll tell us. Come on through. Come on through. Come on through. Ask to unmute there. And she's going to come on through. We're going to have this conversation. And I got some questions. Some people got some questions. We just got questions, but more than anything, I'm trying to get to a place, and I think we need to get to a place where we understand exactly what it is. Instead of making up rumors and lies and stuff about it, you know, it's like, let's really talk about what, how people are living their lives, because ain't nothing wrong with how you live your life. Live and let live. Nope. Let's see. Uh, okay. Well, I think she's about, there she is. Hey, what's happening? Here I am. Hey, hey. There it is. So let's start the conversation <laughs> off with Marlon. Thank you for joining us. So we invited you on because we're very interested in the conversation uh, about non-traditional relationships and what, in the, in the, as in our community, the key phrase, everybody's like, I'm polyamorous, polyamory, polyamory. And just like the words, just like the past few months, everybody's just been throwing the word around. So I'm like, look, let's get some real understanding about what it is, what's the difference between polygamy, polyamory, like, and let's really like- There you go with that get, word. Get to- uh really what it's a you know the difference between it to educate people in a way that maybe um they don't know and i honestly believe some people are probably using the word wrong but that's just me so uh what you got what you got so yeah so you know you're right many people kind of mix it up or just shoot whatever comes to mind from you know what we've heard um i the most i guess the simplest way to put it Um, Someone that's polyamorous, um, they are in multiple intimate relationships with someone. And this this can be of any gender identity. Um, It's just more on an intimate relationship side. But when we talk about polygamy, 
that becomes marriage. So most polygamists, um, that is typically traditionally, quote unquote, is typically when you have a guy um, that is married to multiple wives. So what you hear with the Mormons, um, very popular in Africa um, and Middle Eastern companies, I mean, countries, sorry, Middle Eastern countries. Um, but polyamorous is more, is, is, is a free, it's more of a freedom to it. So you're able to date, um, have intimate relationships with multiple people, but that marriage isn't, isn't, and it's not a part of it. So you have more freedom in, po in polyamory than what you have in polygamy, if that makes sense. So, so let me ask you this. What's, what is the difference between polyamory and say a couple or that likes to swing or something like that. They're into a swinging situation. I'm just, you know, I'm asking questions. So both can exist. Um, you know, you can have a, someone that's into polyamory and they're into swinging. Um, I, think, I think on a more subjective level is like, how does one identify, right? So like I can be in a relationship and every now and then, you know, my spouse or my significant other and I, we can go to swingers club, but I may not identify as someone as polyamorous. Um, polyamorous is more of a, I would say a consistent lifestyle, but it will be of how that person identifies. So both can exist, but I might identify as a swinger, but I might not identify as polyamorous. I might swing once a year, right? I might be polyamorous, you know, the entire year, all 12 months. Oh, so, so, so the difference, if we had to say there was a difference, is that a swinger is someone who would occasionally go and, you know, be with somebody else, whereas somebody who's polyamorous would be someone who, like, this is their relationship norm, kind of, this is their yeah. pattern and what they would do. I get it. Uh, no, it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I, I know somebody else has a question here. Uh, Lindsay? Uh, I don't have no questions. I am 100% conferring. <laughs> <laughs> With everything that so, Marlon got to say, um, I know a little something about it. So come on now, something about it. <laughs> I know something about it. Heather, what you got? I know I, I I was I was I was gonna let them get it out, and then I was gonna come. Okay, to, I was like, in. I think no, I'm no. trying to just like leave the floor completely so they can finish, and then I'm gonna go ahead and bring this other good perspective. Oh, <laughs> perfect. reality. Perfect. Perfect. Um. No, run with it, run with it. We hear okay, cool, cool. So, so first of all, thank you so much for this conversation. I think that this is wonderful. Marlon, thank you for um, what you have had to say. I, listening as a person that obviously has identified as being in a polyamorous marriage for 11 years now, um, when, I, when I hear the kind of the definition that Marlon gave to me, that sounds like what these new relationships are calling themselves and that's why you know even though it was quick I was like no I want to be here because I think it's important for a representation of the black community of what this looks like not these people we see them in magazines articles there's like four people in the household somebody been there four months these people been there two years it's like you're not asking nobody that's been married for one or two years marriage questions you're gonna ask somebody that's been married for like 20 years right because they've been talk in about it. it talk about it okay well, now. so let me come let me give you what my upbringing and what's the difference between polygamy polyamory and polyandry we don't even have to get to that one too much but po no, polygamy Okay. So that's when that's when a woman has more than one husband. That's the, gotcha. the opposite, gender-wise. So I was born in New Orleans, Seven Ward. This is where my dad is from. But I also 
grew up in Oyotunji African Village, which is in Sheldon, South Carolina. So they're celebrating 50 years this year, and that's practicing the ancient customs and traditions of the Yoruba people, polygamy. So my best friend of over 30 years has like at least 19 brothers and sisters because her father had umpteen wives. That was polygamy. So I grew up in polygamy. Polygamy, the way that I grew up with it is a cultural, traditional thing. It is based in African culture and tradition. Now, yes, there are other cultures that practice it, but we talking about black people right now. Yes. So, yes. So that's, so that's, that's polygamy. (laughs) polyamory to be honest i hadn't even heard of the word my wife told me the word 11 years ago when i was like you know we were talking about we were talking about what i grew up with as opposed to what we had and what we had as a dynamic was just like this chemistry this tripod like everybody served their purpose and we made it it made our household so harmonious from jump So for us, it is a marriage. It is very much a marriage. And there is no going outside of this marriage. So although we are three people, it is still a faithful relationship. It is an open and an honest relationship. It is a relationship that allows the freedom to feel and to express to your partners, right, how you're moving so that all of you all can continue to adapt and evolve with each other with your love, with your dedication, with your commitment, with your sexuality as it grows and changes, because that happens, that's human. And so to keep that thing a good joy, we are the rock. Nothing else happens outside of this until everybody up in here knows. And so for us, it's just really like, uh. and Lindsay, I see you agreeing. And let me tell you something. Thank God for them, because we rolling over here with the the virtual school. We started last week, Thursday, and it was kind of rough. But over the weekend, we was like, y'all, Sunday, we setting intentions and we figuring out who got the kids when. We got to get this thing on a schedule because everybody has stuff to do. So for mm-hmm. us, it is the most functional relationship that any of us have ever known or witnessed. So, so let me, let me, let me. First of all, that's beautiful. That's yes. very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go ahead, Liz. I'm grateful. I'm so, grateful. So, so let me, let me throw this in because I'm going to try to, uh, you know, um, beam in some of the questions that people may have. And this goes for anybody uh, that's on the call. So the first thing I think, the first uh, thing people would say, well, wait a minute, ain't that illegal? Isn't some of that part illegal? Like, have you guys been hit with that, like Heather? And uh, Marlon, have you uh, counseled couples uh, like this? And how have they dealt with this? Because a lot of people would be like, you know, what's going on? I mean, I have a, I have a few questions that I think that I've been reading online that people would like have or whatever they think it's whatever they think it is. So. So I think I've really never been hit with it because anyone that knows me right at all knows that I've been in African tradition since, you know, for over 30 years, like at least a part of it, Mm -hmm. you know, that being a part of my upbringing. So to question that, I think, again, it would be too disrespectful for somebody to ever. So no, yeah, come but, up to you and yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Mm-hmm. But what I do want to say is that, you know, we are seeing more progressive cities that are doing things like extending insurance, right, to the third partner because they are seeing polyamory as this institution and not these things that are like people just using it as an excuse to say, oh, I could date multiple people, but like mm-hmm. people that are in this thing to to live and to function as family. And so 
to to be able to extend those things that you need right because i'm an entrepreneur i you know i do yeah. production so mm-hmm. our kids and 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 my, and my husband are all on my wife's insurance mm-hmm. including you know what i'm saying so i have my daughter with my husband my wife has our son with our husband and then i have my oldest mm-hmm. the whole family on her insurance right. well if we could go on ahead and extend it then i would be able to be on my wife's insurance as well and and what i what i've always thought with this particular thing if we're talking about america i always thought that the they, America looked down on it because of the way that the finances are set up in America that would quote unquote benefit the country from a tax point of view, meaning that two, two people together and most American uh, doctrine uh, dictates a stronger community opposed to multiple people being together. So um, that's, that's how I true though Lou I think no but I no but I I don't mean from I don't mean from a sociological point of view I mean from them creating a robotic America of like the American I don't think that that's the case though I think that in the case of America and American government we have the law where you're supposed to separate church and state but we've always been a country run by church and you know and so <laughs> Christianity teaches that it's one man, one woman, and that's it. So there is no room for a polyamorous or polyandrous or polygamous situation. So I don't think that it's necessarily a financial thing because there is more benefit to polyamorous situations and marriages than there is to singular marriage or a monogamous marriage. There actually is more benefit. I want to take it one beyond that and say, you know, if we're talking about the church state, let's also talk about the facade of so many people in the church states and how many of us have people in our family that were running two households. <laughs> they were running two households because they were put it under one. Four households, okay? Rolling two, three, four, right? And, <laughs> and we had were... these unwritten rules that were like completely understood, completely accepted. If you wasn't the wife or if you wasn't the woman that got married in the church, don't come calling for him in public. Mm-hmm. Understood. Yeah, oh, and this, this is your sister, this your cousin. This is definitely not new. Not since man, you not know, new. and woman, you know, you know, started walking the planet. This is not new. Uh Marlon, let me ask you this question. Are you seeing in the people you're counseling? Are you seeing a rise in couples being more open, traditional traditional couples being more open? Are you seeing more of a just this becoming more of a norm? What are you, what, are you seeing anything? Maybe, you know, maybe there's nothing. No, I mean, there's definitely in, in the couples that I do see in my private practice, um, there's definitely been an increase in, in couples trying, I would say trying out the open relationship component. Um, and this is them coming in very novel. Like you can tell they've done no research. They just heard about it or a friend said something about it. And so typically when they come to me, it's kind of already too late. Like they've never had the conversations. They never talked about boundaries. They never established that understanding. And that tends to happen. Like that tends to be the point where things just go really left really quickly. Um, I've had some... Uh, but very few, like, honestly, most of the, the couples that I've had uh, that were polygamists were, were white and from Sweden, like not, oh, wow. from, not black, not from here. Um, but I definitely, definitely have seen more open relationships, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, identify them as 
um, polygamous, they are, they are really just trying to figure out this open relationship concept that's been popularized over the past, I'll say decade, maybe. Mm -hmm. And, and so, in, in other words, are you experiencing, because again, there are a lot of people who, at least, like I said, this keeps popping up in my timeline, and I have some friends that have asked questions about it. Like, what is, the, is there a transition to the lifestyle, or what, what do you, what do you, what do you think? Or are people coming in, like Heather, who's like, no, this is my, you know, this is my background. I think uh, uh, Jay and Sinise and I have another friend who grew up in a situation, uh, and she's Muslim, and, you know, she had multiple fathers, and that whole thing but it's it's and that was the first time I'd ever heard of it from a generation that's like my parents generation where you know it worked you know and or even you know it was it was a norm so are you seeing people like we don't want to break up but you know we understand that we may have a, a greater desire or the traditional way of being together may not be for us but I love you and let's figure out if we can like find those boundaries or or are you just seeing people like they just went out and tried and next thing you know, it just everything trust was gone. No. Yeah. I think for me, it's mostly those, the latter, like they went out and tried, trust was gone. And now we, you know, let's go to therapy and, and, and fig figure this out and find it out. Um, you know, like Heather said, I mean, it's, it's, it's something deeper to it. Like, you know, you have to have that understanding. You have to have certain conversations. You have to be on the same page. Um, if you decide to do this because you have multiple feelings, feelings can, can change, get hurt, but when there's understanding and transparency and boundaries, you have a higher rate of being successful with the relationship or at least be on the same page to know, okay, this isn't going to work for us. And a lot of times that, that part never happens. They kind of go in for the thrill and then find out that, oh, we should have talked about this and that. And so they're learning from experience. Um, and they don't do the work. Like, they don't do the work to find out. Like, they don't connect with other people that practice polygamy or, or, or identify as polyamorous. Like, they don't do those connections. It's just like, let's experiment with this, see how it goes, and then we'll go from there. Um, and then, unfortunately, like I said, a lot of times, it's a little bit too late. You know, the damage, is, the damage has been done Sometimes it's repairable, but most times it, it becomes more of like, okay, you should have had this conversation before you jumped into um, the situation. Gotcha. That is, I, I would imagine that, you know, it, and out like I know for myself, it probably wouldn't work for me because I'm, I'm a, I'm a jealous dude. You know, I'm not jealous, jealous, but I'm just kind of like, you know, <laughs> I, 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 but I, know, yeah. but I know myself, you know what I said? I know myself, so I know <laughs> what would work, what wouldn't work for me. So um, so I, I just have some general questions. I have some general questions. This is for Heather and, and maybe Marlon. You could jump in too. And we got this from a particular um, website that's like 12 questions. So, um, and they're, they're kind of they're stupid. Some of them are stupid. I'll try to skip the stupid ones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the first question was, yeah, what they did, some of them are stupid. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so, um, but before I get to the stupid questions, this I gotta ask this because again, this is on the rise in the African American community. So before I get to those questions, Marlon, you're not really seeing this a whole lot right now in in your practices, even though it's obvious that this conversation is being had you know, with people and there's communities and there's that whole situation. So 
and, and maybe Heather, maybe you can talk to that too. I mean, if somebody, if a couple is interested or if a person's interested, they don't have to be in a relationship. They could just be like, this is what I want out of a relationship. There are communities that are starting to come up. Um, you're, where, 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 what's, and, and y'all can't speak for the whole community, but is, do you actually see a rise in this? I feel like I see a rise in the term being opened broader as an umbrella. Um, seeing people really be able to practice it, I don't, we don't know any couple, we don't know any other people that we can really reach out to, you know? Wow. Um, mm -hmm. And even when people will ask my husband something or when people inquire, it's usually this idea of like thrill, exactly what you said, right? Mm -hmm. Where the real question is, what do you want out of it, right? What do you want out of your relationship? What do you ultimately want out of your long-term familial relationship? Mm -hmm. And that's really the, that's what matters because that might not be polygamy. That might be monogamy, you know, just, just because I'm in a, a or polyamory. Just because I'm in a polyamorous relationship and I grew up in a polygamous culture, I was in monogamous relationships mostly. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But so it just depends on what you want and what those people are bringing to the table. And so I think the biggest thing that we that I see is people feeling like they want to get into it, but not really knowing why. You know, they don't really know why they want to get into it. They just think they want to get into it. Is what is it for? Is it because you want to have sex with other people? Like what is it actually for that you want to get into it? You know, because we actually didn't talk about boundaries or any of that stuff that Marlon kind of went into before we moved forward. And it's funny because I had someone that had me to do the, you know, the seven day challenge with posting your spouse and stuff. And the one I put up today was us in Puerto Rico in 2012, because mm -hmm. when we came together in 2011, it was like, it just felt so right. Like we couldn't really express it. And we're all from New Orleans. And so I was like, you know what? We're not going to play ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Be out right. here all about like we just three people willy nilly like almost 10 years ago in New Orleans and only for it to not work. And so we decided that we would kind of keep that private. We would keep that sacred for us. And we did that for a full year. And then uh, at the end of that year, we actually all exchanged rings and we went to Puerto Rico for our one year anniversary. And I mean, it's, it's it, we've been together ever. Like we've always been together. There's never been a bump that like split us apart. And it's just because we all needed something from each other. And that's why it worked. Doesn't mean that there, yeah. there haven't been times that jealousy has been, you know, felt, but it's so much more love. That's like, that's, you know, you get jealous of your sister cause her dress looked better than, than, you know, on, on her than yours looked on you. Like that's family, you know? So you move through those things and you address it as adults. Mm -hmm. You do the work. Well, that was one of the questions. Do the work. Does anyone get jealous? That was one of the main questions. Uh, one of the yeah, silly questions. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you know, is, is, is it, is it, is, is, I mean, I guess you have regular questions, you know, in situations, but it doesn't, it doesn't boil. So what I'm hearing is you're saying it doesn't boil into like issues with the setup of the relationship. It more or less deals within just a regular relationship. Like, you know, life. You, like yeah with life. ice cream what's going on kind of thing you know, it, what I'm saying? Could, you know what i'm saying it could be your best friend like my the best friend i was talking about would always say because i was traveling a lot that she would live vicariously through me so you know there have been times where she said i don't even look at your stories because i don't want to see you having so much fun without me 
So there are times that even in just in those relationships, we can want something that the other person has or want something that the other person is doing. But I think ultimately it's understanding what you enjoy, you know, Mm -hmm. and the relationships connect because of that. Our wife loves to stay here and be on the couch. People that really know us always tease. They know they're not going to see her out except for very special occasions when she wants to come. And that's her big joke. She's always in, you know, a bonnet and pajamas. That's her thing. And I'm the one that always gets dragged out the house. And I do have a good time. <laughs> but I, I do be the one that has to go out to the, you know, I have, I'm the out one. I'm the fun one. So it's like you have these roles that you also have in your family, right? Yeah. When mm-hmm. you're living in your house with your brothers and sisters and siblings, you have your role in your place. And so when it becomes this thing that is your family, it is this commitment. It is this loyalty. It is this thing that is not an option to not be. Right. Then you operate as a family and you move through those things as such. Gotcha. Uh, let's, you know, where, where are you on this, gentleman, Sharp? How you feeling? I don't think that I have feelings about it, you know, because it's other people's lives. And if they're happy, I'm happy for them. You know, um, I think that being able to operate uh, in cooperation and in love is beautiful in whatever form that it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, have, I think that I've always dealt with some of the nuances of it personally because I'm in a relationship with the piano mm-hmm. and it has always been the third person in every relationship. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's like... I've always tried to manage my commitment to the instrument and to another person. And that's been complicated enough for me. So if the piano could say something back to me instead of just doing everything I tell it, I think I would probably fail in that lifestyle. (laughs) The only reason that kind of works is because I could turn the piano on and off if it's digital and I could tune it up if it's acoustic. But uh, if it could tell me what it wanted and didn't want, I I probably wouldn't make it in the life. That's your third person. At least you recognize you like, look, she can't talk. I turn her off and on. But I know she does. (laughs) That works for me. That works for me. That definitely works. Sinise, where you at? Um, well, first off, uh, Heather, I appreciate you and really talking uh, about the breakdown of your relationship. I think we're losing Sinise on that. Uh, she's a little, she's breaking up. Okay, uh, we'll we'll move on from that. See, just put it in the uh, message, and I'll I'll read your situation uh, you. question. So, Marlon, uh, this is this is definitely um, interesting in the relationships that I, I would I would. I guess my question is, and I'm trying not to sound just crazy, but I am trying to think of like a way to say things like how I think people would ask questions. So when you're dealing with um, situations where it is a quote unquote untraditional relationship, are the problems the same as just a monogamous relationship? And I mean, because people think that they're going to be all of a sudden these, you know, other issues. Are you seeing people just having the same issues? Yep. Yeah. The same. Yep. Same issues exist. It's nothing specific to to one population versus the other. The same issues exist. Communication, trust, all that stuff still exists in in polyamorous relationships as it does in monogamous relationships. Lou, one plus one is two. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Two plus two is four. There it is. Come on now. Come on now. now look, I'm saying? just asking the questions, brother. I'm asking the questions that I think people want to have. You know what I'm saying? And I'm so, telling the people listening, one plus one is two. So you would, no, break break that down. What you saying, Raheem? Make it simple. No, I'm saying if you're asking, do the same problems in any type of relationship period exist in all relationships, then yes, it does. Because one plus one is two. So no matter which, no matter what you do, it's all gonna always. No matter, no matter, no matter how you flip it, you could spell out the one. You could write it out in the number. You know. One plus one is two. Yes, those problems still exist. You have to communicate. You have to be open. Um, and, and and it's not just about communicating. It's because uh, a lot of times it's comprehension. You gotta you gotta see if people can comprehend what you're trying to get them to commu- what you're trying to communicate to them. That's uh, that's a whole nother topic. We ain't talking about that. Right yeah, now. we ain't talking about that. Today. <laughs> we ain't talking about that today. We ain't talking about that right now. Go ahead, go ahead, listen. You know what? And I can say in my experience, there are three main things that affect a polyamorous, polygamous, or any kind of plural love situation. Mm -hmm. Number one is jealousy. People have a difficult time dealing with a, a situation that might not have a hierarchical system. So they don't know how to deal with Okay, well, I'm number one, I'm the best. Mm. Or I'm number, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Like people, that, that, that competitive nature, competing for attention, competing for, for time, competing for all these different things. But it's the same thing in a monogamous relationship as well when, you know, you just want time with your partner and they're just not available. You know, people feel that distension, but ima- imagine adding another person to that equation, sometimes that is the biggest difficulty. Mm-hmm. Number two is approval. Not everybody's going to get what it is you're doing. So a lot of people truly do, or, or they might want to explore the, op- the opportunity or option of polyamory or, or just having a, a, you know multiple partners and they don't know how people are going to receive that mm-hmm. so they don't move forward. And I think another huge, huge issue that's in every single community right now is religion and what religion is telling you you should do and you shouldn't do. Well, I can't be with multiple people because, you know, Adam is for Eve and not for Steve. And it says one man, one woman. And how am I supposed to, you know, compete with that? That is a major issue. So I think that those are the three, three big things that I've noticed that are the biggest contentions of you know, any type of plural relationship, you know what I mean? Or that I've noticed. And if you guys notice anything else, please chime in. But that's what I've personally seen. Well, so. well go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, what, what I'll say is that in, in, you know, I've never been in a pluralist relationship like that. Uh, but it is when it comes to relation, when it comes to religion, um, I, I can only imagine the issues because, you know, we are a culture, at least in the states that is mostly based around Christianity, and especially over the last, well, for a long time now, there's a lot of confusion about that. Uh, So are you seeing it, uh, Marlon and Heather, or well, maybe, uh, yeah, just chime in. 
are you seeing it being a situation where that does come up? Like that's an issue, like because of a person's spiritual beliefs, they're almost at battle or internal war with like what it is that they naturally want to do. Or are you seeing that happen a lot? I would imagine that if we'd had a, a pastor on here, it would be, <laughs> it would be like, you know, people at arms and you going to hell and da, 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 you know, and there's a lot of situations. So uh, either one of you, this question is for either one of you or both. I mean, I, I would just say I would lean to Lindsay for that. You know, that's not something that those things that, that Lindsay even acknowledged, those aren't things that I can say that we've necessarily experienced. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we don't feel that those, those haven't been difficult. Those haven't been difficult for us. It doesn't mean that it's not difficult for other people that attempt the structure. Um, I just, yeah, I think it, 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 it it comes back to the fact that we also don't see it, right? And so I think we kind of had a bonus for us. Religion-wise, we're all pretty much on the same page. I, I was raised in like all the religions, Seventh-day Adventist, Catholic, Worldwide Church of God, African, all, everything. Mm -hmm. And so for me, having a sacred space, lighting a candle, that's always good enough for me. There's nowhere I can't go that I don't feel like I can take myself and be centered. And so we kind of are all on that same page. And so that really works religion-wise. But also I grew up with a girlfriend who had a mom that was Catholic and a dad that was Muslim, mm -hmm. you know? And I think it just sometimes depends on- In New Orleans? Good culturally. Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is in New Orleans though. Yeah, wow. it is in New Orleans. Okay. Wow. Um, so I just think it's also what we're exposed to, you know? Um, yeah. For me, I was exposed to polygamy and I was exposed to a lot of what didn't work in polygamy you know and that would have been what Lindsay spoke about which was the jealousy which was wanting to be you know the head wife the lead wife because there was that hierarchy there was who is the first wife and that is that that traditionally should be the person that assists in the selection of the second you know and so forth and so on and for us in the very beginning because we were, we were in New Orleans there was some adjustment you know, that had to happen between myself and my wife because she was the wife first, right? Mm -hmm. But once we were able to really like get clear and that had a lot to do with who I was and the, you know, the fact that I was like, oh no, this is, we don't have facades. We don't have separate households. This is, we this, this us. Everybody is even killed because we're friends. We're a unit, gotcha. we're a core. The man is not higher and no woman is higher than the other one. We are all people up in here trying to make this thing work. And so I think having that mindset is very different than when you do have people that are just trying it out and that they're like, I mean, yeah, she, she with us, but she like, you know, we'll see if it works. You, like you can't. Treating her like the extra. You can't. Yeah. You can't treat a person like an extra. That's not fair. You know, or even when I have seen, I have seen another group of people attempt to, to, to be together. That would have been a, a three unit. And I just, you know, we would watch the two that were together first do things that would exclude the other one. You can't do that. You can't. So we knew, we knew it unfortunately was not going to work and it didn't because ultimately there just has to be like, everybody has to be on the same page. Everybody has to be, I can't even say it enough. Like you have to be on the same page because it is human emotion to feel left out. You know, and I think we've all had situations in life where we're one of three friends and then it's two against one. You can't have that. You know what I mean? And so I think that when 
you have the presence of those types of um, approaches and perspectives and energies because everybody in the relationship is not aware or you don't have one person that keeps everybody grounded and brings them back and helps to tug the balance because that's who our husband is he tugs the balance he's like don't be thinking too much that's the ego that's this so he also helps to like pull us when we're not being conscious so you also have to have somebody in the family right that keeps you conscious Right, and that's well, and feminine energy is something fierce too. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it oh. really is, and he and, got two. So well, yeah. that's that's the that there was so much you so many questions I have, and just what you said just then, um, mm-hmm. you know, is it's so much that just can be unpacked in that like each little part can be broken down like okay cool well what about this what about that da 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 and go on and on but you guys sound like you really have it worked out and I was even thinking about. Um, a situation uh, as I've been like reading up on it and studying it, checking out couples, whatever, you know, with, you know, it being a very interesting situation and dynamic, everybody has like their role of what they Mm -hmm. do. Like one particular couple, they first brought a woman in that didn't work out. And then she wanted to try it with another guy and the husband wasn't for it, but then he grew into it and then she married him. And so she's married to both of them. And then she has what she calls her side piece. And they're all whatever a family. But it's just for me, I was like, what happened with the husband that made him say, okay, I may, I'm open to this when he was so set against, like, I don't want another man. We could do another woman. Go. <laughs> it's that that other man is going to take out the trash sometimes. It's that he's going to be mowing the lawn. He's going to be dropping off kids. Like, we be like, man, how do people do it with just two people? How do they do this shit? <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. The crazy thing is, I used to, you know, I was a single mother with my 20-year-old. Mm-hmm. And so now I just feel like I'm living a life of luxury because, mm-hmm. you know, the needs are all met. And I don't know, Louis, really, it's interesting how it all works out, too, because mm-hmm. I think... I had really grown into a place, my dad and I talked about this, like this week, I had grown into a place where I didn't think that, you know, marriage was ever really going to be for me. Like, I just was like, I don't, I don't think it's just, it just don't really work. And when I came into this, we literally all moved in together within a month and a half and have been together since then. Like it just yeah. worked. So that's not for everyone, but that's this particular, you know what I'm saying? That's how this kind of went, but we were just, I don't know. It was the right combination of things. It, it sounds like it. Let, let me ask you this question, Marlon, because this is something Heather brought up too, that being from New Orleans, even though the rest of the world doesn't realize it, but New Orleans is compared to a lot of other cities in the union. It's a highly Catholic city. Like everything we do is based in religion and Catholicism. All of our practices, we practice and stuff that's Catholic uh, Catholicism that we don't even know about. You know, so is how is it? What are you seeing, Marlon? Because we come and and it's some good and some bad. I will say this: I've lived in a few different places, and it's certain things New Orleans people just don't do. At least when I was coming up, and what I see now, like we're not going to. You're not going to see a quote-unquote thug, a gangbanger on the street disrespect the old lady. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to let nobody do it. It's just we, we've we been able to maintain a certain level of, uh, I would say, ethics and codes, even if we're doing mad dirt. And I think that is because of some of those un, maybe not categorized traditions, but some of the integrity that I think has put into the New Orleanian is kind of on a different level. When I explain it, you know, coming up in the 90s, it was like, 
if you weren't in the lifestyle like that, you it really didn't come looking for you. You know what I'm saying? You had to kind of be in it or doing stuff that people would be like, I, you know, cool, whatever. You may get some some tennis shoes or your starter stolen or something like that. But, you know, for the most part, you were cool. I'm saying all that to say, Marlon, are you seeing not in just, in, I mean, in, in any of the relationships, somebody, a partner, like blossoming into something else that they're not, that they were put into a box and said, just do this, do this, and this is all you are. Don't do this because this is against your uh, coding. This is against your programming. Are you seeing like people, I, and I think that deals with this as well. Are you seeing people, I guess my real question is, do you think as a counselor, if we put down some of our, um, or moved away from some of our norms, do you think as a counselor that there would be a new sexual awakening? I guess that's my question. Because I, I think our norms are what kind of boxes in. So society, like on society, like here in New Orleans, if we were to reduce our norms with society in New Orleans or as individual as a person? I would, I would say, are you seeing those norms that, again, that exist in New Orleans hindering? So I guess it's more specifically to that New Orleans couple or, you know, maybe not the whole society, but just couples, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think anything that kind of dives into relationships, sexuality, sexual expression, um, intimacy, a lot of folks sometimes, and when we talk about non-traditional couples, uh, so this means LGBTQ couples, X, Y, and Z, like a lot of times the religion comes in and, and, and it's a kind of this, this fight, all right, this fight between folks. And it really depends on like where they are in their understanding of sexuality, because, you know, my philosophy of sexuality is a spectrum. You know, you could be here one day and you could be here the next day and shift back and forth. Um, and then there's also just that, that idea of, like we said, old school, especially Catholicism, Adam and Eve versus Adam and Steve. And uh, you're supposed to be, you know, with one woman, you're supposed to be with one man, sex um, after marriage. Like all of those things, I think subconsciously plays a lot of why people fear to either one express themselves and if you can't express yourself in your authentic self you can't express yourself appropriately in a relationship yeah. um and then also added to that um like Lindsay said just the the outside perspective like if i do this and i show this right if i do this and i show who i am outside of my home what am i going to get and nine times out of ten that's going to come from the idea of religion. Like they're going to shun me or they're going to make these comments or, you know, start praying or whatever that looks like. Um, I think for a lot of folks, depending on where they are in their development, right? Like that might look different from Amy on the street versus Heather, like where they are in their development and their confidence and who they are and, and the, the life that they, they live, their intimacy, their sexuality, their relationships, all that if they are in a place where they're kind of like developing this or figuring this out and trying to learn the lifestyle or, or change into the lifestyle, nine times out of 10, there's definitely those, those, I guess, inbred thoughts and philosophies and ideas based on religion that cause that internal conflict. And so a lot of times in therapy, you, you have to kind of, you don't have to, but that's where you work that stuff out. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
Well, uh, I think I think we need to do this again because I got still I got still got a lot of questions that I want to ask, and I think that there, you know, as we're uh, going into this, I don't know, I don't even know what to call it. I just feel like all these uh, new iterations of sexual identity have always existed and have always been practiced, and we're acting all brand new, like oh this and that we get it. Y'all been practicing, people been practicing all of this stuff on the low for years. It's all oh, of it's been goodness. going on. So I'm just kind of like, if we gonna, <laughs> you know, we gonna put it together, let's put it together and let's, let's roll with it because it's not really new. So, but I, you know, the whole idea and concept of sexuality, you're right. Just when I was living in Atlanta, I was listening to some radio show and it was in uh, heard the doctor forget but he was the first person that introduced to me the idea of sexuality being on a spectrum and i was like that makes sense that makes sense to me you know that mm -hmm. it's on a spectrum opposed mm -hmm. to this or that and i could mm -hmm. just stay on that forever but um we can't stay on the air forever i want to make sure that y'all get as much promotion as you can so i'll start with heather i know you do promotions you do everything if you where can people find you if they want to you know y'all should start like a community in new orleans where you can help couples you know to get through this because y'all got a great situation you, you know it's a lot of, <laughs> because people sneaking down the gravity street doing strange things you know what i'm saying oh, oh geez. Geez. did they open back up <laughs> I don't think they open back up, <laughs> but you but you wouldn't know, would you? You don't know. So, oh, but, you sad, boy. You I'm sad. joking. I'm joking. I'm just saying. But the idea is that I there are couples who are like they would probably, especially in our community, that would be yeah. like, "What's happening? Y'all need to like." We've we've talked about it. We've talked about you know like doing a YouTube channel, doing something that just like discussed it, kind of took people through a little bit almost like a training you know what i'm saying because mm -hmm. when we look back on how our years went you know how when you talk to married people a lot of times they can say like you know year one was like this year two was like this when we got to year seven it was like this and so i think that for us even you know watching that unit that i was talking about earlier we could see where they were you know we would we would sometimes come home and be like man you remember when we were there like we were there at one point we had to work through certain things and and understandings and so we've talked about it but we're all busy i mean it's like you know you want to but you just have to be conscious of what's on your plate you know mm -hmm. i do a number of things you know i do event production That's i right. have a production company um i have i'm a doula because i'm very passionate about you know black maternal health and and black women birthing transformationally yes and so um one of my clients right now is sister midwife productions which is who i trained with and so we have the art of birthing uh, mm -hmm. is our upcoming thing. So, you know, you can find me on IG at The Art of Birthing, at Laissez Fair Productions. Um, me, Bay, and Jay is like me. Bay is my wife and Jay is Jeff. Mm -hmm. um, I work with Loyola. I do a number of things. If it's in production and events and then just like the things in my passion projects, you know, sewing, just, yeah, I do a number of things. I like to do what I enjoy. And then we run a household you that's know perfect. we really do so no, right. and well we're gonna list all of those on at the bottom of the screen down there so that everybody okay. can know how to get in touch with you with all the yes. things you do and marlon what's happening where can people find you uh so anybody just outside of me anybody interested in finding a therapist psychologytoday.com um i definitely have a profile so you can go in there and just put in marlon hutan and i'll come up um that is for specifically for my private practice 
Um, I'm open on evenings and weekends, uh, book pretty quick, but you send me an email, give me a call, um, but psychologytoday.com. Um, outside of that, um, working with, uh, I'm assistant state director of Adult Behavior Health down here in New Orleans. So I work with specialized programs where we provide mental health treatment within people's homes and the community. So even a doctor will go into your home um, to help reduce the psychiatric hospitalizations and incarcerations in gotcha. the city of That's nice. Yes. Yeah. That's nice. Well, we, we, we are the band Water Seed, and we'd like to thank you for coming on. We know, um, you know, uh, Marlon, you've been really busy. we like to thank you. And Heather, we just hit you up. I was like, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. And <laughs> here you are, and you showed up. Absolutely. And it's been a great, amazing conversation. And yes. I thank you all. And we're going to do this again because as the show expands, I just feel like it has to be. Well, there's so many things I have. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so much. But we got, we're going to give you a round of applause. And thank Yay. you. Thank you, guys. Thank you all for having me. Thank you for uh, inviting me to the show. And absolutely, anytime, you know, I'm here to, to have conversation about it, you want to pull me in to help some other couples or have the three of us, we're all here for it. You know, we would love to really help people get to a good place in these kinds of relationships if it's for them right it's like you said I, I agree like it's on the spectrum and we're in one place of that spectrum so for those that are looked at that feel like they're over here but don't quite know how to do it we would love to you know give some guidance answer some questions I'm so gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have you back with our guest from episode 21 that's what I'm gonna do no you're not <laughs> oh no you're not you are never I'm not in on that, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, if you haven't seen episode 21 make sure you go now to I have to look at it now I have to look at it yeah what, so what there's is, not enough alcohol in the world <laughs> I never did get the question from the young lady who's um whose audio uh, wasn't a, working oh yeah. she she wanted to know, um, it was about how would you, how, how are you guys going to explain the dynamic to kids? Because, Ooh, we, that's a great question. We, we, you know, as a former teacher, uh, a lot of the kids, and I've seen this happen even, and especially the middle school grades, is, you know, a, a young man had, you know, uh, his, his mother, he had two mothers. And, mm -hmm. of course, he was African-American um, in a highly mixed school in a, northern part above atlanta uh whatever but this kid would get ridiculed from the moment he stepped out of carpool down and we always had to deal with it you know be, rightfully so but it was it was really i literally saw from the age of 10 to 13 him kind of shrivel and it was nothing we could really do to grab it because you know we're not with the kids all the time but we saw his personality kind of shrink down 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 and, you know, as many conferences as we could and everything suspending kids for whatever. But it really. Uh, when me. was this? this when was, was uh, this? I mean, this was this was uh, I would say between the years. So it was after Katrina when I was teaching in Atlanta. You're looking at maybe 2008 to two. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a solid like 10 years ago, you know, mm -hmm. and if I think about my son being in high school, just. Um, you know, he just graduated last year. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they are so open. Even my niece, you know, like my niece, she's a senior now at Lusher. And she was telling me, she was like, I mean, I don't really know if I want to be with a guy or a girl, honestly, auntie. Mm -hmm. and I was like, well, okay. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> you know, and then my son, he had a friend who was, what was the name? Tim? Tim, Tim, it was so, I mean, to me, right? I can't talk, <laughs> but it was strange to me. 
because Tim was really a girl that was transgendered. Mm -hmm. So she, he, she presented as, they presented as a he. And they have all these terms, like he knows how to say it. I feel like I don't want to disrespect somebody and say it incorrectly. You know, but even though she transitioned and presented as a guy, she liked him. Do you see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So right. then it looked like it was two guys together, but it was really a guy and a girl. You know, it's so, they, they are just much more open, you know? So I think when, when my kids get even to middle school or high school, that the younger ones, the, the four and seven-year-old, it'll be different. But what I will say for the for them, for my younger ones now is it's amazing. You know, like this was the first time um, with my son being in our son being in uh, kindergarten that when I went to pick him up, he told the teacher, he was like, that's my mom. Because the kids call me Yeye because that's African for mother. And they call mm -hmm. my wife Mama. So everybody calls her Mama and everybody calls me Yeye. Mm -hmm. And so for him to say that, it was really the first time, I don't know, that I realized that he uh, we never had to say you have two moms. He knows he has two moms, right? Yeah. I call her yeah, yeah, but I know that's my mom and my mom is here to pick me up. Mm -hmm. So, and it also was really interesting that, you know, we've been together all these years and while our kids went to the same, you know, smaller school, like they went to a school here in Gentilly and then they went to a Montessori school and we would always only get one thing for Mother's Day, you know? So mm -hmm. we, they would only send one for her from our son and one for me for our daughter. And so last year was the first time that everything that they sent home when the kids did something, they did one for mama and one for yeye. And so I also think that a big part of that is the school adapting and being gotcha. open and acknowledging it respectfully. And I think that just generates a different vibe as well. And you know, there, there doesn't feel to be anything different. If your teacher is teaching you to make one for your mama and your yeye. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I got so many questions. We need we need to do a part so two. Many. So many. Because I'm just because I'm just like when I think we ain't even thrown politics in this thing. So look, yeah. we the, well, okay. well, we don't need to. Here's the thing. It's not necessary. No, you know what necessary. I mean? Yeah, but like, we got we got to do some excavation. We got to do some, next time. This is a, it, there right, we go. This is part one. Yes. Yeah. Part two. Yeah. 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 Part part numero dos. Numero uh, dos. So um. So look, thank y'all. Yes. Uh, we really appreciate thank it. Thank you guys. Thank uh, hopefully you. this has been very informative to people who have been interested. I just really, more than anything, I wanted this to be a conversation about, this is not like a fling, you know, kind of situation. Mm -hmm. that this Talk is something that's it. like, mm -hmm. you know, this is not something like that's not thought out, that's not planned. And in, most importantly, is that, you know, this is something real that people legitimately get involved in and build family uh, off of and their whole lives off of, opposed to kind of what I've been seeing, which is just like people, for lack of a better phrase, are kind of treating it as I just want to be do whatever the hell I want to do. You know, what I'm right. and that's cool, too. But I don't want them to confuse what it is name it something yes. that it's not you know because yes. like you go Come be on. that but don't take this yeah don't take this title because yes. <laughs> so i hope yes. this was informative and i know it was quick but i hope that it gives some substance to some of the listeners to say hey look you know let me figure out what's happening because it's not random <laughs> you know it's not random so yeah. uh we like to thank you guys for coming on yeah. uh, we'll definitely yeah. do this again and uh the next time mm-hmm yeah, most definitely. All right, guys, we'll see you later. Thank you. Thank Bye. you, y'all. Bye-bye. Later. So, guys, you guys Bye. have fun.
Yeah. Did you guys, did you guys have fun with uh, our guest today? I did. It yeah. was so stinking informative. I always thought that I was a weird person. And you I'm are. Not you, you're weird. weird. Anymore. You are weird. You are weird. But you are weird. It's cool. We're all weird. We're all weird. We're all weird. We're all weird. That was a good conversation. Y'all, y'all not, y'all not, y'all don't think, uh, okay, yeah, we should mix them up. We should put like, you know, guest number 21 on with guest number 22. Stop Look, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Tiffany, Tiffany going to be mad at me. I'm going to do it. We still going to do it. Where are you at, Tiff? Well, hold, hold up. I'm going to show y'all something because this no, is home. I quit. Is <laughs> I got look no I got to get this other thing in y'all cuz we we got to we got to get this other I got to do the Lou Hill destroys ruins everything. I gotta do all it. Right, I gotta, right, it's been a few weeks. No, we had a wonderful conversation. Oh, that was and we great. were, we were so talking happy. about love. We've been you already about, ruined the episode with that hat. We <laughs> with that possum. We been we've been talking about love, and one of the most beautiful love songs ever was her and Daniel Caesar. And so uh, of recent, so I just thought I'd play this for you guys because it's in that mood and in that trouble. Oh my God. Here we go. Here we go. And I'm about to log out. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Open. Go ahead. Go ahead. There it is. There it is. Yes. Yes, whoop. Yes, whoop. I just want to see. They look so lovely together. They look so lovely. Turn it up, blue. Turn it up, blue. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, Whoop. Come on, Whoopi. They look so lovely together. I just want you to say Whoopi and her. So, um. I don't give a darn. Every time That's you hear that song. Not, listen, I'm going to Whoopi Every time I'm you hear that song. This, I'm going to just say this. I'm going to get it off my chest. People always came for Whoopi back in the day because they was talking about she was ugly. I don't care because she was fly AF. And she still is at Caesar. And we're done. <laughs> Tiffany, where you at? Why you put in the chat you quit? Tiffany, where you at? Turn because the camera. Kidding, you, <laughs> you know that show that's your jam, huh, Tiffany? Tiffany's mm-hmm. like every time I hear that song from now on, I want to see Whoopi Goldberg singing that song to her. I like Whoopi though. Hands, Whoopi. I like Whoopi. Whoopi is good. She she there it is. Y'all talking about untraditional. No, I quit because of you talking about you gonna if you if you mix those people up with what we had last week, I will not be what? What are you saying? (laughs) Episode 21. Episode 21 was a breaking point. That's all I'm saying. A breaking point. It was like we we arrived. Look, don't get mad at a brother for having his own personal views of how this thing works. That's all I'm saying. No, no. Uh-huh. He had his his moment of you know explaining, and you know that is. He explained. So we, we like to think our guests. We are Water Seed. The name of the show is called oh, We Good. Though. We good, though. And Wait, we would like to give you a few things before. What? What you saying? What you saying? Let's we go. was ready to see. No, we not. We ain't oh, it yet. Okay, Raheem, okay. Raheem, okay. jumping okay. the gun like he normally right, do. Right. He's so damn excited. Raheem. Um, 
But uh, we'll be Lou back next week. Shit, he set it up the way he, he set it up. Come on, don't, don't we'll, try to play like I did nothing. We'll, we'll, we'll be back next week with some more special guests. I think we're going to talk about next week. Maybe we'll talk about Lincoln Beach and the tragedy or the drama that's going around. A uh, beautiful beach in New Orleans called Lincoln Beach. Yes, we have a beach. The dramedy. Maybe we'll talk about that. But you know we're the band Waterseed. You can find us at waterseedmusic.com. You can find us on Facebook, probably where you're watching this right now. You can find us at Waterseed on Facebook and Waterseed Music on Instagram, where we just dropping videos, just dropping. If you're listening to the podcast, you definitely want to find us on one of these websites or platforms because you get to see us do crazy stuff. And we do it all the time. Also, the latest single is It Ain't My Fault That You're Lonely. It ain't my fault. We're going to talk about Chopped and Screwed next week, too, because there's an issue going on with Chopped and Screwed that I don't like at all. It's not, no, 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 no. Okay, we'll talk about that next week. So uh, that's all, y'all. We, it was a little longer today, but I feel like it was worth it. Anybody jumping into a, a polyamorous relationship? Anybody inspired? Anybody? Sinise? No? Sinise? Thumbs up? No, she said, she said, yes, y'all saw her thumbs going up. She's going for the yeah. poly. Go for the poly on, lifestyle. There it is. Jay has been in a poly relationship since he touched the ivories. So he's good there. <laughs> uh, and as far as me, none of your damn business. There it is. So how you feeling, Tiffany? You, you going for the poly? Um, I don't think that's for me. But I'm all for what other people want to do. Hey, there you go. There you go. We are the band Water Seed. This has been episode two and two, two and two, two and two. And how y'all feeling? We good. We'll see you next week, every Wednesday, 11 a.m. CST. And we're going to cue the music right now. Yeah.